Well, let me get going here. Uh, again, I'm John Shigarian, and I'm the executive chairman of ERI. And when we started ERI about 18 years ago, recycling electronics was and, and, and destroying hardware in a responsible way was all about the environment. It was all about keeping our old electronics out of landfills or from being shipped to China, India, or Africa, where it would pollute the environments there. But as time has gone on and we've evolved, the word cybersecurity has been, become part of our vernacular, not only in the United States, but around the world. And we're gonna ch chat today and discuss the ramifications that the rise of cybersecurity and the rise of the needs for more privacy and hardware data destruction in combined with the Internet of Things and the 4G to 5G revolution that's coming and has already started affects all of us and especially impacts the healthcare industry as a whole. As a little bit of history, the word cybersecurity is typically typically um, surrounded by software solutions such as Palantir and the 15 other unicorns that exist or so out there, solving cybersecurity issues on the software side. But the hardware side, which gets very little media attention or discussion, is really like solving if you solve the software side of the, the healthcare equation, but don't take care of the hardware the right way or misappropriate by accident or lack of knowledge, the data contained therein, all of the hardware exposes everyone to all sorts of historic regulations, and new regulations that are coming down. We're gonna get into that now. I have a bunch of articles that I've pulled of recent times. I'm gonna walk everybody through these articles, and then I'm gonna walk everybody through the trends of legislation, both in Europe, which is called GDPR, and what's come to America now as well. Let's start with the slides. The first slide is from May 11, 2018. It's from Healthcare IT News. It says, when medical devices get hacked, hospitals often don't know it. The threat to medical devices is real and happening now, and it's a patient safety issue, much more than one of HIPAA compliance, which we're gonna get into later on. Medical devices are one tool that can directly put patients at risk if a breach or software failure were to occur. So for instance, WannaCry crippled the legacy systems at the UK National Health System Service and they weren't the initial target. The attack hindered the ability to provide care. And with medical devices, those impacted are the critical groups of patients. So. There are cases 
where these small medical devices are being hacked. And the hack isn't always coming through software. The hacks can come from gaps that exist in the hardware of these hospital systems and give access to the bad actors. Let's go to the next slide. This slide is a little more recent from Health IT Security, December 17, 2019. The title of the slide is the RSA keys found in IoT, Internet of Things, medical devices, implants prone to attack. This sounds horrific, and it is, if and when these attacks do come. So let's go through this. Key factor researchers discovered a vulnerability in the RSA keys and certificates used by lightweight IoT devices, including medical devices and implants, which puts them at risk of cyber attack. And the net of this slide, we'll go down to the last paragraph, is that the findings are particularly troubling for the healthcare sector it ends where 82% of the Internet of Thing devices of providers and vendors have been targeted by cyber attacks. These attacks, I could tell you from our experience here at ERI, these attacks are real and they're happening. And just for a little context, we've had this company now for 18 years that I've uh, co-founded and run it. And for years, healthcare wasn't part of our coverage, not because we didn't want healthcare, but because sustainability wasn't really a core subject matter at leadership levels like it is at other organizations or governmental entities. But with the rise of cybersecurity needs, and the regulations surrounding it, the opportunities for cyber attacks through software and for this discussion purposes through hardware is massive. And it's literally created such a volume of healthcare companies from across the United States and in some cases even the world and push them into our arms. Because GDPR is real and has been enacted in Europe. And as we're gonna get into later, similar legislation's coming down in America that goes way beyond HIPAA on a national basis and on a state-by-state -state basis. Let's go to the next slide now. This is from April 8th, 2019. Experts say hackers deliberately target hospitals. We know this to be true, not only from headlines like this, but from our company's perspective and the people we have to work with, we know that this has become a big thing and a real thing. And here's the text of this slide, the net net of this slide. Hospitals in the healthcare industry are being deliberately targeted by hackers, cyber cr criminals, and spies, 
seeking a treasure trove of personal and financial information, a business consultancy has warned. For instance, the theft of personal details of 1.5 million people from a Singaporean health database, including that of the Prime Minister, by a state-sponsored espionage group has highlighted the threat, said the BDO. And here's the unfortunate part and the bottom line of the importance of this slide. Hospitals and clinics are also often poorly defended compared to banks or government institutions, despite representing a honeypot of valuable information said Garrett, Gregory Garrett, the head of the international cybersecurity at the firm BDO. So, we know this to be a fact at ERI, given that we had many more government clients and financial institution clients before hospitals and healthcare came to us looking for legitimate credible and responsible ways to destroy the data that's contained in their hardware. And I'll give you an example. Think of the two great companies, Iron Mountain and Shredit. They've made their mark and their brands by destroying the data that's contained on paper at hospitals and healthcare agencies, of course also at other type of businesses as well, financial institutions, government, and even small and medium businesses. Since the data has been responsibly destroyed that's on paper, think of what we're discussing today to be an ancillary opportunity to responsibly destroy the data that is contained in all the hardware in all the hospitals and healthcare agencies, both large and small, across the United States. It's the hardware version of Shredit or what Iron Mountain does with paper. And with that, we'll go to the next slide from Gizmodo, April 19th, 2019 as well. 145,000 rehab patients' medical files leaked online. It says here some 145,000 patients have had their protected health information exposed in what is only the latest of many major leaks of sensitive medical records in recent years according to the security researcher, Justin Payne, who's a director of trust and safety at Cloudflare. The records belong to patients of the Bronx Lebanon Hospital Center in New York were exposed by a third party medical IT company. Let me just pause on that. This is a common problem that we run into all the time. Many hospitals and healthcare agencies come to us for solutions. And when we quote them the price, 
to responsibly destroy their hardware and the data that's contained therein. They balk or they shop it and sometimes end up with a solution, and they share this with us, that's a local solution right down the street that's offered to pick up their medical related IT equipment for free. Let me share this with you. There is no such thing as a free solution when it comes to responsible hardware data destruction. Old adages become old adages for good reasons. And the old adage of there's no such thing as a free lunch also applies to responsible hardware data destruction in any sector, but today we're talking about healthcare. And unfortunately, many well-meaning facilities managers, IT directors who are put on budgets choose a free or cheap solution much to the peril of the organization that they were tasked to represent. This puts that organization and their patients at massive risk, both healthcare risk to the patients and regulatory risk, both on a statewide basis and a national basis to the agencies that these people were tasked to represent. So free is really a, a key word for not responsible. As we went along on this slide, it goes on to say that some 4.9 million documents were accessible to virtually anyone who knew where to look. The files both identified the patients and the types of treatment they received. That's the third rail of a data breach when it comes to healthcare agencies. It goes on to say, additional information about patients was easy to come by using Google. For one randomly selected patient, their age, birth date, address, and names of family members, along with potential phone numbers and email addresses, were posted. Quite a disaster that can be avoided both on the software side, which is still very necessary as well, but on the hardware side also. Let's go on to the next slide. This is from Health IT Security, dated April 23rd, 2019. OIG finds ineffective data network security. It says here, the Information Security Program of the Department of Health and Human Services, including four operating divisions, was determined to be not effective by the Office of the Inspector General. Let me pause on that. We cover 
big government, little government, our company, local municipalities, hundreds upon hundreds of cities across America, and thousands of companies, both small, medium, and many, many large publicly traded companies. It is not out of the realm to understand that even big government that's tasked with protecting us as citizens, as public servants, are still not doing things the right way themselves. And it's not because people want to do things maliciously. There's just a tremendous void of information out there where people don't understand that disposing of their hardware inappropriately can lead to both regulatory disaster, financial ruin, and put patients in danger. The article goes on here to discuss that the watchdog recently completed its annual Federal Information Security Management Act, FISMA, audit of HHS, the Food and Drug Administration, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, and the National Institutes of Health. OIG officials evaluated the operating divisions to determine compliance with the federal regulation. The audit determined, and here's the net net, that while HHS, FDA, CMS, and NIH continues to work towards strengthening its security program, the agency's security has weaknesses in its risk management, configuration management, identity and access management, and here it goes, data protection and privacy, security training, continuous monitoring, incident response, and contingency planning. So it's not a defense. If a healthcare agency that you've been tasked or one of your colleagues has been tasked to protect as an organization and as a fiduciary and steward for the patients that they serve, to say that A, we didn't know, or B, well, the government's not doing it right either. We've had many big government agencies come to us, and we've gone over their previous practices, and it's shocking what was going on before. We've had instances where federal employees were putting their old electronics up on Craigslist or eBay, or we're using local recyclers in the Washington, D.C. or Virginia areas to pick up the electronics for free. And again, there's no such thing as a free lunch when it comes to recycling and destroying the data that's contained in the hardware of healthcare agencies and companies and governmental agencies across the United States.
go to the next slide, Wall Street Journal, November 12, 2019. Google's Project Nightingale triggers federal inquiry. Google's deal with the Ascension healthcare system aimed at improving patient care has created a goldmine of health data for Google. And what was discussed in this article is that the country's second largest health system collected health information on 50 million American patients And they didn't know, according to regulators and lawmakers, whether the Google and Ascension partnership was adequately protecting patient data in this initiative called Project Nightingale. And the net net here is Ascension, without notifying the patients or doctors, has begun sharing their information with Google which include personally identifiable information on millions of patients, such as names, date of birth, lab tests, doctors, diagnosis, medication, hospitalization history, and some billing claims and clinical records. Just because you're a big brand doesn't mean the people that are tasked with following the right security protocols, both on a software basis and for this discussion, a hardware basis, know what they're doing. Unfortunately, cybersecurity and protecting healthcare organizations from the bad guys that are out there around the world that are mounting attacks every day is a new industry still. We're still in the top of the second inning. So, the reason why I participate in important webinars like the one that Catherine is putting on today is just to help disseminate information because there's a void of information in the marketplace today. Let's go to the next slide. November 26, 2019, over 38 million healthcare records exposed in breaches in 2019. It goes on to say here, the tally for health records exposed or lost to cyber incident this year in 2019 was pushing around 40 million. Throughout October, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights was notified of 52 data breaches, breaches that impacted hundreds of thousands of health records. The number of incidents is the highest logged in a month since January 2014. The count of exposed, lost, or stolen health records until the end of October this year passed the 38 million mark, the HIPAA Journal reports. This problem is only growing. Let me just say that. It's not receding. It's going to continue to grow. When you talk to all the best experts from around the world, which we thankfully get access to because of the specific nature of our business, they say over the next 10 years, this is going to be an ongoing, growing concern because of the need for responsible hardware data destruction, the rise of the Internet of Things, 
and also, which we'll talk about later, the 4G to 5G revolution that's upon us. Let's go to the next slide. Securing health data for startups. This is from TechCrunch, December 2019. Healthcare-focused venture firms have now gotten together to secure health data. Some of the nation's top healthcare-focused venture capital firms have now created a technology security certification provider called HITRUST, H-I-T-R-U-S-T, to create best practices for data security for startups developing digital health technologies. The reason why they've gotten together, and it says this in the last paragraph, it makes startups more marketable or viable, says the chief executive of HITRUST. So this shows you from December of 2019 how new this topic still is. When the VCs, who are typically years ahead of everybody else on all sorts of new innovations, are just now creating a security certification depository called High Trust, it's just another example of how new the rise of cybersecurity truly is both in a software sense for this discussion, in a hardware sense as well, which is just as important as the software side. Let's go to the next slide from December 2019 as well. Modern healthcare. Healthcare breaches in November exposed 570,000 patients' data. More than a half a million people had data exposed in healthcare breaches reported to the federal government just last month, this is from December, of course, so let's just assume this was November. And it goes on to say here, providers, health plans, and their business associations in November of 2019 reported 29 data breaches affecting 570,000 patients to the HHS Office for Civil Rights. The agency, and that's a federal agency, that maintains the government's database of healthcare breaches. Again, a growing problem that's going to get more and more media attention as the need and the rights, as you could tell, it's a civil right to protect your privacy. And the federal legislation, which we're going to get into later, the international legislation, which we're also going to talk about, what I touched on earlier, GDPR, and the state-by-state -state legislation is only going to grow, not only grow, in terms of more of it, but the noose is going to tighten as to regulatory practices and the liabilities that exist for misappropriation are only going to expand. Let's go to the next slide. December 17, 2019. Privacy breach at medical labs could affect millions. This is not a problem that's just specific to the United States. Like I said, Europe already has GDPR since May of 2018. Now Canada was hit. And this article goes on to talk about the private information of millions of Canadians could be at risk after a cyber attack was conducted against the computer systems of Life Labs, a laboratory testing company. 
Your systems affected contain information belonging to about 15 million customers. The information systems contain client data, including names, addresses, emails, customer logins and passwords, health card numbers, and lab tests. Again, a nightmare for a company like Life Labs. A nightmare. Regulatory nightmare, financial nightmare, and the goodwill that erodes with the people that they're serving, that they were entrusted to serve, might never be able to be earned back. Let's go to the next slide here. Wall Street Journal, December 2019. The Internet of Things, protect Internet of, Internet of Things data in the health ecosystem. Healthcare and life sciences organizations have a, specific, have a special responsibility to keep data safe, as I've been saying all along on this webinar. Yet they face unique challenges in a hyper-connected device-driven world. So, for example, a digitally-enabled pacemaker could transmit a patient's data to a physician's office to guide treatment, treatment decisions, while a manufacturer might also collect and include the information in a database tapped by researchers or other stakeholders. Electronic health records can contain everything from demographic data to work history and financial information. This can be worth a fortune on the black market. And as I've been saying throughout this webinar, the cost of a breach can be felt for years in terms of fewer patients, lost revenue, and recovery costs. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a real problem and it's only growing. Next slide. Here, here it talks about the liability, and the liability nationally in the United States and on a state-by-state -state basis is only expanding. This, this is from December 2019. Victims can sue ortho clinics if data hacked. The Georgia Supreme Court has ruled that the victims of a data breach at an orthopedic clinic may sue the clinic for damages. And by the way, this is happening on a state-by-state -state basis. The courts are getting much more liberal in allowing patients who have had a data breach or a potential data breach in some states sue healthcare agencies and other corporations, by the way, for damages. Let's go to the next slide. This is from Health IT Security, December 2019. Data of 15 million patients stolen, retrieved in Life Lab cyber attack. This goes back to the Life Lab discussion we just had a couple slides back. And it paid hackers to retrieve the data of 15 million customers after cyber attack. Those patients primarily resided in Canada. And unfortunately, the compromised data included names, addresses, emails, login information, and all sorts of other information that destroys the goodwill of a healthcare agency when they have a breach like this. Let's go to the next slide. August 8, 2018. HIPAA requires secure disposal of EPHI-laden devices. 
The HIPAA security rule, which we're going to talk about a little later in this webinar, requires HIPAA-covered entities and business associates, which should be everybody on this call today, on this webinar, to implement policies and procedures regarding the secure disposal and reuse of electronic devices and media containing EPHI so that an EPHI cannot be retrieved. OCR stressed that the improper disposal of electronic devices, and here's, this is exactly what we're talking about today, and media puts the EPHI stored on them at risk and could lead to data breaches. This is one of the most important slides of all today that I'm going over with everybody because this is happening and clients are coming to us every week because they've had a breach. Some of them had a breach that hasn't made the cover of the Wall Street Journal or some other credible and legitimate news agency and others have already been all over the media and they come to us now looking for a solution sometimes after they've suffered a huge loss. This could cost the organization in terms of regulatory fines, breach notification expenses, lawsuits, consultant and legal fees, and loss of business. This is happening. Paper film or other hard copy media should be shredded or destroyed. This is exactly what we do at ERI, such that the PHI cannot be read or reconstructed. reconstructed. Redaction is not a means of data destruction, according to OCR. Electronic media should be cleared, purged, and destroyed, consistent with NIST special publication 800-88. If someone you work with is pushing back and asking you to use a free solution for your hardware that data is contained therein or might be contained therein, show them this slide. Let's go to the next slide. Here's where we get into the data security laws. This is important for everyone. Um, I'm not gonna read each one, but the existing legislation that most of you are familiar with is on the left-hand side of this page. We've put this together as a cheat sheet for everybody on this call. HIPAA and high-tech are at the top of the list. Fact in FICRA. FISMA, the California Consumer Privacy Act, the FTC Act, GLBA, PCI, DSS, COPA, FERPA, GDPR, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, other state laws, etc. New legislation that's coming. We're going to get into this in the next slide, but it's already been passed in Nevada and enacted in Nevada and California. and already been passed, but coming effective in New York, the SHIELD Act, March 21st of 2020, and in Maine, July 1st of 2020 as well, the Act to Protect the Privacy of Online Consumer Information. In California, the Act is called the California Privacy Act, and in Nevada, it's called SB 220. ERI, our company, covers every zip code in this country including Hawaii and Alaska. So it's our business to stay up on the business of regulation 
and educate our clients or potential clients as to the risks of the misappropriation of data that's contained in their hardware. Let's go to the next slide. Again, this is a very good cheat sheet map, which will look, I'll explain a little bit more of what's happened. So as I've mentioned throughout this conversation today in this webinar, GDPR was enacted in Europe May 25th of 2018. And being that we are United States of America, we always want to do things bigger and better. So, seven federal laws have currently been proposed to mimic or go beyond GDPR. So, federal legislation that looks like GDPR, but is even more constraining and more punitive have been proposed. As I shared on the last slide, four states have already passed new legislation, and at least 14 states have proposed legislation or have enacted study bills. And all the legislation on, is on the right-hand side for everyone to study and understand. But it's my understanding from experts on a federal level and from the numerous states that we do business in that they expect the federal one version of this federal legislation to get passed in the coming year and every state in the coming two to three years to have their own legislation. So beyond the traditional legislation, which we went over back on slide 16, this new GDPR-like privacy security legislation is coming down on a federal and on a state-by-state -state basis, which will affect everybody on this webinar in an impactful way. Go to the next slide, please. Doing things in an environmental and sustainable way, or let us say in a circular economy way, is important to most board of directors and C-suite executives in the world that we live in today, both in the United States and around the world. So I've added a slide here, 16, that talks about all the different types of laws that, that exist around responsibly disposing of your hardware. That's for your study and use as well. Let's go to the next slide. Let's talk about the future a little bit. Wall Street Journal, Cybersecurity Pro Division of the Wall Street Journal, December 2019. 2020 is when cybersecurity gets even weirder. This article talked about AI-powered deepfakes, ransomware, Internet of Things, and 5G all mean that protecting your data is about to get a lot harder. And that is true. Right there, that sums up this page. And it says on the, in the last paragraph, the security threats are weird and getting weirder. And crooks are looking to extort you to access your own data. From personal experience at ERI, running ERI with my partners, I could tell you this article was spot on. Let's look at the next slide. Six cybersecurity predictions for 2020. The first half of 2019 data breaches increased by 54% compared to the first six months of 2018. And this was a study by the risk-based security. 
it says here in terms of trends for 2020, and of course, think about beyond. Data breaches will continue to increase, not only in terms of volume, but also in terms of severity. Misplaced understanding of cloud security will, will increase risk because we handle a lot of cloud farms, server farms. I can tell you that's very true. 2020 and beyond will bring the rise of securing machine identities. So this is another group of predictions. Let's go to the next slide. Ecosystems, December 12th, 2019. Ecosystems, top six security trends for 2020. The reports of data breaches and data theft, cybersecurity, top the list of concerns for Australian IT professionals. I agree that this should be a top issue with all IT professionals in the healthcare industry. And what this report found that operational technology security is lagging and the volume of GDPR related prosecutions continue to rise, which I've been sharing throughout this webinar. Let's go to the next slide. 5G points the way to life beyond the smartphone. This more has to do with the 4G to 5G revolution, which is upon us, and that 5G will push consumers, which is also patients in the healthcare world, towards alternatives and smaller Internet of Things devices. Let's go to the next slide. Shift from 4G to 5G will change about everything. June of 2018, this has become true. Telecom experts are talking about the arrival of 5G. And for instance, cars, the car industry, which never was a client of ours, has become a client of ours because cars now become computers on wheels. So just like healthcare was something that we didn't really cover that much, we wanted to, but when it was just all about keeping hardware out of landfills, it wasn't a big deal. When it came to data protection and cybersecurity, the car industry became a, a huge opportunity for us and has become huge clients of ours because cars are just computers on wheels, as has the health, healthcare industry. Let's, change, let's go to the next slide. A hacker's paradise. From, this is from the Financial Times of October of last year. Internet-connected devices using fifth-generation mobile networks offer prime targets for criminals, which are these devices are known as Internet of Things, and the number of Internet-connected items will grow to $25 billion by 2021, a Gartner research company said. Criminals continue to exploit Internet of Things, and Internet of Things devices are proliferating throughout the healthcare and hospital industries. Go to the next slide. This is our last slide. And this is just 10 things you could do to ensure the safe disposal of data devices. This is from actually 2018, but these are still extraordinarily relevant and a good summation. Healthcare, healthcare organizations, as they continue to decommission information technology, they're likely to contain patients' financial or protected health information, which all of you know. And special care is needed in disposing of the devices, which was the purpose of today's webinar. So here's the top 10. Know which data an organization maintains and where it's stored. Make sure the data disposal plan is up to date. 
Number three, remove asset tags and corporate identifying marks. These are great suggestions. Let me tell you something. This is a wonderful how-to. Number four, identify and isolate all asset recovery controlled equipment and devices. Number five, ensure outside entities handling data destruction are certified. And that goes for ERI. We're not only uh, e-stewards and R2, which is the environmental certifications. We're the only company in the United States that has a NAID certification in every one of our facilities, the National Association of Information Destruction. In your industry, health and hospital and healthcare, look for NAID certification. It was, in, it was a certification that was invented for the shreddits and iron mountains of the world for data contained on paper, but has now created certifications for data contained in hardware. And we are the only company in the United States and actually in the world to have eight facilities made certified specifically for hospital and healthcare and financial institutions. Number six, certify the individuals handling the organization's data assets. Number seven, understand the chain of custody for devices. Number eight, determine if hard drive destruction should occur on site. We do that as well, and it is a very credible way of destroying data when people don't even want to take the risk of transporting their hardware that, has, that is data containing. Number nine, manage equipment that will be disposed of and destroyed off-site. And number 10, ensure secure logistics and controls and moving equipment. 